Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are reviewing Streets of Rage. Four. Streets of Rage 4, man. Yeah, man. Um, so this is something that, uh, honestly, I didn't know it was coming out until like it came out. Yeah. Uh, a couple weeks ago um, on uh, consoles. It was on Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass, it's on there for free. Yep. And uh, you can play that. That's how I played it. Yep, um, me too. Me and too. Uh, it's a, uh, another Sega release. It's kind of It kind of happened, it seems like kind of happened like Sonic Mania, where like Sonic Mania was this... Uh, it kind of started as this fan-made thing, and Sega was like, listen, uh, these guys are doing a great job, so let's just let them do it. And then yep. they had other people design levels and all that kind of stuff. But then uh, Streets of Rage 4, same kind of deal, where this is a completely new studio, just like lovers of the genre and of the, the series. And, dude, they killed it. Yeah, dude. I, I am, uh, I'm very excited to dig into the to the review on it. But, yeah, dude, I, uh, I agree where this is... This is one of those things where it's like, well, Sega is sitting on all this really good IP, but at yeah. the very least, whenever somebody comes up and is like, hey, we got this really good idea for one of your IP, at the very least, they're like, hey, yeah, let's put that out. Let's let's yeah. uh, let's fund this. Let's endorse this. Let's uh, publish this publish thing. Um, well, that's the thing, you know, like, benefit I mean, from it. Yeah, like if they don't say yes, then something you know that's potentially great and uh, series just kind of just stagnates and stays. Uh, hidden from the rest of the world. Yeah, and, or it gets uh, like a different skin on it, like where, where yeah. essentially they just take it and remove the the cool like Sega IP right, from totally. it and apply like a you know a new thing. And it's like well, there's not going to be as many sales, there's not going to be as much recognition, but there right. will be a, the the same game will be out there. Whereas Sega is like, well, what do we have to lose here aside from like just some initial investment and uh, and and marketing dollars, um, especially like once once the game is good at the yeah. end of the day, and it's like, well, this is clearly a fun game to play. So um, yeah, dude, I. Uh, uh, again, not going to spoil anything think for the review, but I, I'm very positive on this game. Yes. Um, uh, but first, John, yeah. uh, what have you been up to this week? This week, dude, uh, we talked last week about, um, like, literally on Thursday, I just downloaded um, Shantae and the Seven Sirens, which is uh, the new Shantae game, which is like the sequel to Half Genie Hero, which was like a soft reboot for the franchise. This franchise has been going on, I think it's like the eighth game or seventh, eight, like ninth game potentially in the series. Um, primarily uh, has been on on uh, on handheld consoles for the last few years because it's like it was on uh, 3DS. And then I guess like they ported, you know, the 3DS games over to consoles because I do know uh, Pirate's Curse, Shantae the Pirate's Curse, is actually a free games with gold yeah. on your Xbox right now. So if you have yeah, Xbox is, Live Gold, it's, it's free. Honestly, super weird because, well, okay, first of all, is... Is the new one available on Xbox? Uh, yes. Yeah. So number one, I don't. I guess maybe you said that last week, and I do not remember it. Like for some reason, I thought it was coming out later. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it seems uh, a little odd to me that they put the like. I guess it's what two two games ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now for free on the platform, and then release at the same time you release your new game. Agreed. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like for me as a fan of the the series, right? Like the the games whenever they come out, like this kind of like an event game for me, where I'm like, oh man, this is like it's gonna be fun to yeah. dive into the next Shantae game, and uh, and I kind of like 
look forward to that sort of thing. And so whenever I saw that that it was free, the Pirates Curse, I was like, well, I'm playing the new one. I'm not going to play that one right now. Um, and, <laughs> and I figure that people over on the opposite side of that were like, well, I'm playing this one for free. Why would I play the new one right now? So like, it does seem odd. Um, I will say that the first part of Shantae and the Seven Sirens was actually on Apple Arcade back in November, um, but but they released it as like in chunks, where it's like, oh, Weird. well, let's we're gonna release basically the first boss up to up through the first boss um to apple arcade back in like uh, whenever that launched like october november and is it then still on there it's still on there you get, the full game is now on there like that's what happened okay. like whenever the, whenever the they released nice. the consoles the full game was released to apple arcade um does it feel like a mobile game it does not it feels like a full-on uh shantae game which is like the funny nice. thing uh, to me was whenever we went from pirate's curse to half genie hero which was the transition from like pixel art uh handheld games to like full console hd graphics uh, uh 3d animation type uh, game it, it yeah. kind of like there was something in the translation that didn't quite feel as good to me in the new kind of version whereas this feels exactly like i i, I feel like a shantae game should feel where like yeah. it was a little bit floaty and in, in half genie hero where this one feels like tight as all get out it feels like everything is right there it's got the uh the 3d graphics it's not pixel art or anything but it feels tighter it feels like the uh the it's more instantaneous the powers that they're bringing in are kind of a mish like a mash of the two uh latest games so you have like these instant uh, powers that like you're platforming and oh let me pull out the pull out the scimitar let me pull out the you know this type of thing and and you're doing these kind of instant game things but you're also doing these transformations um which is what, what half genie hero kind of leaned on where it's like oh i'm going to transform into a monkey and then platform up this thing which was i guess part of why i felt like that one was a little bit off because like it would break up the action a little bit where i'd be like running through this hallway attacking these uh these things and it's all of a sudden i have to turn into a monkey and so i stop and dance and turn into a monkey to climb this wall um, yeah. whereas now it feels like more like they've combined this like instantaneous things where like everything that is action and platforming based are all, uh, instantaneous kind of button commands. Whereas the dances are these other transformations that will, uh, allow you to do like almost like supers and, uh, and unlock different areas and, and, uh, and attack different enemies in other ways. So, um, it's, it's a, uh, it's, it's a very cool idea and I think they've implemented it really well so far. I may be a third of the way through the game probably is my my estimation at this point so right now it currently like holds up incredibly well so i'm uh, mm. i'm i'm digging it's probably it's it might end up being my favorite one so far my favorite one in the franchise is uh pirate curse so this seems like it's it, i'm leaning like more and more positive on this as i get deeper and deeper into it so we'll see if that holds up uh, over time but again if you have uh, xbox live get uh, half or uh, pirate's curse uh, shantae and the pirate's curse like it's on your games with gold it's free for you um, and uh, play that game it's super fun i uh, i like that game a lot um, yeah so i like i wonder if they they have data or know that uh, their audience that plays their new games uh, are primarily fans of the series already and so mm. that would explain things like putting their game for free on apple game what is it called Ar apple arcade yeah a and and uh games with uh, uh, not games with gold. Yeah, games with gold. Yeah. It's, for, it's yeah. on games with gold for free. Um, putting it on there, knowing that 
oh, hey, in order for people to buy this, like, the, you know, we need to provide a, an easy entry point yeah. into this franchise because it is kind of an older franchise. Whenever you think about for it, sure. you're like, you know, it's not, it's an older franchise, not one of the like hot, 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 you know, it's not Pokemon. Yeah. Um, I don't even know that it's, you know, it has the cachet of Streets of Rage, you no. know, in terms of like the hardcore players. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I, it's it's interesting. Their strategy is interesting. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if we ever even know. But it'd be cool to know at some point if it uh, if it pays off. Yeah, and you figure like Apple uh, was was really wanting there to be these these kind of console quality games on their service from the get go. So you figure there's like some sort of contractual thing of like, hey, if you release you know your game to the, our platform for a timed exclusive for the first like whatever. Um, you know, we'll give you a big sack of cash. So, you know, so there's there's yeah. that aspect of it. But yeah, like as soon as people, you know, potentially get on board with that franchise, like that was me. Like I got on board with uh, with Pirate's Curse and have played actually like gone into the past and played some of the past ones um, before that uh, since then. And, you know, every subsequent one. So this is my, I guess, the third one since Pirate's Curse. Yes, third one since Pirates Curse, but then I've played the Risky's Revenge before that, and then another one before that. So, like, I've once I got on board, I was like, I'm in for this franchise. This franchise yeah, is really yeah. cool. So, potentially, if that's the type of, of person they're giving, they're like, well, let's give away some one of our older ones for free that people loved, and then you know, potentially they'll they'll pick up the the new one after they're done with that one. So, um, yeah. yeah. What have you been up to cool. this week, man? All right, John. I have some hot scoops. Hot scoops. Maybe exclusive scoops. Oh, dude, man, I'm in for this. <laughs> um, we all, so, dude, we all need in the world uh, today. We all need some hot scoops yeah. from you. Uh, so um, this week I uh, went. Uh, I was out like dry, uh, not dry. I just wasn't just that made it sound like I was aimlessly driving around. <laughs> I, I was out. Okay, uh, we uh, were driving past a GameStop, and I was like, "Hang on, I'm gonna go stop and and see if I can." Uh, check out what's going on in a local GameStop. Oh boy! So, so I went to GameStop anyway, um, and uh, talked to uh, one of the guys there who, who shall remain nameless, um, mainly because I forgot his name because I'm not good at names, um, but also because I don't know if he's supposed to tell me any of this. So I was like, "Hey man, how's it going? You know, how's uh, you know how's business treating you? How's been the last few months been like? What's it been like?" Um, and uh, he was like, "Man, dude." Uh, well, except for not having any inventory, it's been great. And I like, kind of looked around. I'm like, yeah, like the you know walls are like super empty right now. <laughs> like this is weird. I was like, what uh, was it? Just like you know shipping or whatever. He's like, well, it's like here's the thing. Whenever uh, whenever coronavirus you know hit um, China, like a lot of manufacturing stopped, especially on third party peripherals and um, the things that we mostly like sell here. Mm. Um, he's like, but also he's like, I don't have any consoles in here. Like we literally have don't have a, any console in the in the building. No, like not um, PlayStation, not Xbox. Nothing, dude. Like that, that blows my mind because I knew there was a Switch shortage, but I didn't know there yep. was an Xbox and uh, and PlayStation shortage. Yep. So basically, he said he said what happened was so like the the manufacturing took a hit, and then as soon as it uh, hit the U.S. Um, the like shipping and warehouses, they took a hit, but then also everyone flooded into the GameStops, and so he's like. Uh, we had, you know, the, the, the retail game industry, like we had our highest month of all time in history in April, 
because everyone was coming in to buy yeah. game systems and peripherals and games yeah, and because they're that. all stuck at home and they're all playing. Um, and so it just wiped out our inventory. He's like, we had, uh, you know, like, he's like, we, we all the hardware you have, we have is right behind me. And he was like, this is my only headset. There was like a Last of Us 2 headset. Oh my gosh. Branded headset. And then like, there was maybe six controllers. They were all third party controllers. Like that was it. That's funny. Like everything else gone. Side note, The Last of Us 2, the reason that he has that headset is because it was supposed to come out like no, I know. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and then got pushed back. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that was, I thought was, I thought, man, that's, that's, that's wild, man. You know? And, uh, and so I, I asked him, uh, because it's kind of been in the news recently. We've talked about it a couple of times. I was like, you know, I, I heard that, uh, you know, GameStop's looking at closing some stores, you know, like, is, is, will this one be affected? Will anything around here be affected? He's like, listen, I'll, I'll be surprised if, um, any GameStop in a metropolitan area like this, uh, gets closed. What's going to close mm-hmm. is going to be like the game stops in uh, rural, more rural areas that like literally turn a profit around Christmas time mm-hmm. and the rest of the time, you know, like in the best of times they make money in the the rest of the year, they lose money constantly. Mm-hmm. And so he's like those, you know, it's, it's just a, you know, it's a, it's an unfortunate timing, but it's also like it's, it has to happen in order for the, the, the company to stay afloat. He's mm-hmm. like, but you know, around here, around the Nashville area, it's like, we're all doing great. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, like, uh, oh, back, you know, I've mentioned a, f- a few times, there was a one GameStop uh, that I went into, like, as it was closing or whatever, um, you know, around, around here. They've already closed, like, pretty much any store in in the metropolitan areas that wasn't churning profit or that, or, or, like, was like, oh, it's like, they're basically taking sales from this other GameStop that's, like, four blocks away, or there's one in the mall and also one across the street. Why is that happening? Like, they did, though, like, they already closed a lot of Yeah, those. that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, and so, like, the, yeah, I can, I, I can totally see that, like, you know, the ones that remain in, in bigger areas, bigger cities are, are the, you know, the profitable ones still, so, because I could also see, like, GameStop at the time, back a couple of years ago, like, looking at being like, well, that's the only one we have in rural kansas or whatever you know it's yeah so so we're not going to close that one we don't want to like you know take that down um but right. at the time like you know it was it was a little bit it's a little bit better it was before all of the uh the the massive downturn of their profits and all of their investments like went kind of bad so yeah so anyway that, that i mean i've been up to some other things this week but i thought that was the most juicy and interesting thing yeah that that's super fascinating the uh i knew that there was like a switch shortage um specifically because there was a lot of scalpers that were selling switches mm. for like ridiculously high prices for a while there um specifically like around whenever animal animal, animal crossing came out because like that was the hot thing and is the hot thing um at the moment so it seemed like there was like you couldn't buy a switch for less than like four hundred or five hundred dollars. Um, so like it was like just all just eBay kind of scalping type of situation where there was like I was reading articles at the time of like there were people who were normally doing algorithms like with their uh, like to buy and sell like certain certain stocks or like whatever like automatically, um, but they were like buying and selling physical switches. <laughs> 
Oh gosh. Um, and so Good like grief. they turned their algorithms onto the Nintendo Switch uh, to, to to make massive profits. Where's this, and stuff where's like this that. information coming from? I, like I was I was reading on uh, IGN. Like there was an article where they're like, oh, you know, scalpers have written. That about seems them. ridiculous. That's, that's that's insane. It just seemed it just seems like a, a ridiculous. Yeah, it, but at the time it was like people were were clamoring for these systems because yeah. everybody's at home, you know. And it's like yeah. so it makes sense to me now, you know. Where yeah. I'm like, oh, I just didn't realize that that was going on potentially not the scalping thing, but like. The, the shortages were going on with Xbox and PlayStation yeah. 2. That's well, wild. Xbox, PlayStation, and all hardware in general. Yeah. yeah. Those um, Mad Cats controllers, man. The other thing that's uh, that's a crazy, this is not gaming related, but the other uh, the other thing that there's a shortage of that I honestly didn't think about before all this happened, uh, there's a uh, there's a dumbbell shortage. And yep. I'm going to be honest, we, we, we were trying to buy some dumbbells, but uh, no dumbbells yeah. because everyone's at home. Working out. <laughs> we got a, uh, we, you know, we got some before all this happened. Like we were, ah, you bought the dumbbells. We were literally like <laughs> planning out our uh, our garage, like gym and stuff like that. Mm. And so we got like a couple of things, like right, like right before any of this happened. It was like it, it was like the most perfect timing. Where it's like, oh, let's you know, we got the kettlebells and like we got the, you know some of the resistance bands. And like we got these things, and it's like now none of those things are available anymore. Um, well, so. I blame you uh, for for um, all of it. I mean, I did get the last <laughs> kettlebell, so you know. Yes. Let me just yes. You know, that sounds like a uh, sounds like a, some kind of movie. <laughs> the, the last kettlebell. The last kettlebell. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, like it sounds like maybe it's like Rich Froning's uh, retirement documentary. It'd be like the last kettlebell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, dude. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, we're gonna review Streets of Rage Four later, but first, the news. All right, the news, John. The news. So the the first thing uh, we just want to give an update. So last week we were in the span of time from whatever we uh, last spoke. There, Sony had announced a press conference and canceled a press conference. Yep. Um, and so uh, we will let you know when it uh, actually gets rescheduled to. Yeah. And um, we will definitely cover it. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see amazing things. Um, I'm looking forward to it. You always hope that there's amazing things, Chris. Always. You I mean, always hope. Yeah. You are. never hope that there's like, uh, you know, bummers. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Even, you know, last here's last E3. Here's I wasn't sitting there like before Ubisoft's conference, being like, man, I hope yeah. that this is a real stinker of a conference here's my question to you john yeah um regarding that when i'm in, and you know we'll t we'll talk about it as it you know comes but this is the thing from from what just happened this thing could get announced before we talk about it again so i want to talk sure. to you yeah um do you think they will show the console i think the man here's the deal like as far like the further along that they wait to show that console i feel yeah. like the more risk there is of it being of it being leaked similar to like the controller where like whenever they they showed the controller the blog post said something like you know um yeah hey, yeah we're sending this out to developers this week so we wanted to make sure you got to see it you know and that means that like they were worried that like as soon as this gets into a developer's hands like someone's going to anonymously post a, a photo of it to to reddit or whatever right um well they basically said that yeah that's what they and said. so like that's my thing is like <laughs> this this console is i think in the report that we had man it's been i don't time chris right now time i have no idea what the concept is time a few weeks ago we talked about how uh they needed to ramp up into production and be producing this thing in june 
um, the actual which, physical console. Which would be now. Which would be now. Like mid-June is what that, that report said. I think it was like the New York Times or something. Somebody got the scoops. Um, and, uh, and so mid June was what they were talking about. And so we are approaching that time where as soon as this thing gets manufactured, like the, the, the first few off the line, you figure somehow there's going to be a photo that, that gets out there onto the internet. Um, because like, and because of that, I feel like we're going to have to see this uh, console sooner rather than later. So uh, my inclination is whatever the next time we, uh, get, any information about the PS5, um, we're going to see it. So yeah. that's just my bet. Yeah. the I agree. I think they have to show it. Um, number one, because um, like there's literally no upside to not doing it. Even if sure. they don't, even if they're like, Hey, we don't, uh, we don't have a physical uh, version built yet. Yeah. Or, um, you know, it's just uh, some kind of mock-up. Like, just, just, it doesn't matter. Yeah, even if you there's like an asterisk, us. like if there's an asterisk in it, where it's like, <laughs> there may be small Design changes, you know, where it's yeah. like, it, yeah, where they get just in there, like, me. oh, the the render of this can't actually support that little piece of plastic being right there, you know, that type of type of thing. Show me a blank box. I don't care. You got to show me something. Yeah, yeah. Um, otherwise, honestly, this also like just uh, does not feel like it's actually a thing. Like if all you do is, is just show me a bunch of games that are mm-hmm. supposedly on this platform, like I don't know. And I know like, you know, I, I mean I, I I don't know that um it really affects anything, but the just the hype levels, like you will lose this conference and the hearts and minds of gamers if you do not show this console. Now, I mm. think that you know, they they could they could uh open with it. You know, where like they just open up and they see the console and then they move on from that, or they could close with it, either one. Uh, but you got to show it. Yeah. I mean, I think their original plan was to have like a couple of, of quote unquote conferences or, or, or whatever you want to call them um, over the next like few weeks, similar to what, what Microsoft is doing. They're basically like pulling a Microsoft where they're like, oh, you know, and over the next you know, few weeks, we're going to start showing some stuff. Um, so. With that being the original plan, like maybe they would have been able to like show like the uh, the games this time, and then you know in two weeks from now, go ahead and show the console then, or at the end of whatever this week's would have been, say, and two weeks from now you'll see the console, basically like announce the announcement. Um, you know, I think that would have played well if it had been you know this week or whatever. But like as it stands now, it's like just wait the two weeks, combine both things. And yeah. we're all good, you know, where it's like, uh, well, and, it just seems and, like that's the right call. Like, I, I'm still also not convinced that that's a, you know, a winning strategy for either Microsoft or, or Sony. Oh, sure. Like, I mean, Microsoft, it's already, have already seen some backlash from it. Like where people right. are like, these are the games you chose to lead with. Right. Because what it does is it puts undue importance on the things that you show first. Sure. And while like maybe in your mind, you know, these games are, like you're showing them for a reason. We want to see the best and the most beautiful and pretty and most powerful. Like show us the things that make us excited. Not I don't know, just uh, you know whatever. I don't I don't even know. I don't even know what else, like that was the problem with Microsoft. I mean we 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 talked on here like it, we didn't dislike it, but also didn't like you know 
it wasn't mind blowing. You know, and that's the what thing you want. is, like, I, I was, I came off that conference very excited about the games that they showed, not the platform that I, I was seeing Correct. them on. Um, yeah. Which is, which is, and then at the end of the day, whenever they showed uh, the Unreal footage, that was whenever I like was like, ooh, this is what I wanted to see. Like this, yeah. without without really realizing that 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 was the footage that I really yep. wanted to without see, without knowing it, this without is what it. I was wanting. Yeah, and it's like that got me excited about the platforms, you know, the PlayStation yeah. Five, and you know, and it's like obviously because that's the where they were partnered. Uh, since then, um, one of the Microsoft Studios has actually been like, yeah, we're we're actually building our game in Unreal Five. So, so, you know, it's like, obviously that's going to be on both platforms. Um, so it just gets me excited about next gen, but at, at the same time, it's like, that was what I wanted to see. And so that made me excited about the PlayStation five thing made me excited about next gen. Whereas the yeah. Microsoft thing made me excited about specific games, but not about next gen. Well, really. well, you know, and I think, you know, I don't want to rehash what we said, like, you know, back whenever it happened, but like the, the unreal demo, it actually gave us a reason why sure. we need next gen. Yeah. And like before that point, like there was real, I mean, other than just talking about it, there's really no, no evidence or proof that we actually do need a next gen. But Chris, it um, loads things ridiculously, you know, fast. And, 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 you know, load times are atrocious, you know, sometimes, uh, um, sometimes I'm in call of duty playing already and you're still sitting there with a loading screen oh dude and it's, uh, it's real like literally <laughs> if we were playing uh what is it gun game or whatever not gun yeah, game uh, gun no, fight uh, yeah. um there were times where the round would be like i i it would be starting whenever i would finally <laughs> load in. that's hilarious dude and i would literally be like i don't know what gun i have i'm just running i'm just go just go <laughs> uh we should play that we should play some of that tonight i'm down um so uh next piece of news is the uh, the Sega Game Gear is back, John? It is back, man. Fill us in. So the Sega Game Gear, which I have our Sega Game Gear. Actually, I'm not sure if this one's ours or if this was a replacement one for one. Yeah, that, that was the replacement one we we got whenever it, ours was our original one was stolen, and the game that we never got back, John. Oh, dude. That I wish I could find a remake of or something mm. is Arena Maze of Death, dude. It was amazing. That game it was isometric 3D. Like I don't even think it was a was it a shooter or a brawler. It was a shooter because uh, okay. like you could get the scatter shot, you could get the shotgun. Yeah, like it yeah, was yeah. it was uh it had all the cool makings of uh, like a, a twin stick shooter without the twin sticks. <laughs> yeah, well, it was yeah you know, it, it was an isometric shooter and yeah. um the like it kind of had a a doom vibe to it, mm, but uh, but yeah. I also kind of remember it having like a uh, like a noir vibe to it. But I just, I also yeah, remember like, that you were like you going had, through like, these the factories and streets and there were ooze and green sludge. Dude, like there there's not enough green sludge in things anymore. Like we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about it with Streets of Rage here in a minute. Oh, but, like yeah. there's a level I with the green sludge. And it's like this that is, is a I was throwback. just like, man, this is like totally my childhood had so much green sludge. And as That's an adult, true. I'm disappointed for how many times I've come across green sludge. Mm. Like Yeah. Video it's games just not lied a to me. Daily man. Occurrence anymore. Yeah, they, they lied to me about that, and then then media just in general lies to you about cl- quicksand. They tell you quicksand. that like there's gonna be quicksand everywhere. <laughs> like it was a genuine concern yes. as a child growing up yeah, that, that like, I would fall just, into quicksand. If, what happens if you hit quicksand, man? Yeah. You just like, you get up to your neck. Yeah. Just like Gilligan and the Skipper. Yeah, it's on like the it's island. like, oh, what do I do? You got to create your surface area as, as wide as possible. You got to, you know, don't like tense up because you're going to sink. <laughs> it's like these are things that I thought of as a child that I thought was going to be useful information. The, uh, the 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 funny thing on on like old shows 
it'd be like you'd get caught in quicksand and everybody'd get sucked in, but then you'd fall through to a, a cave system underground. I'm like, I don't know if that's how quicksand works. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's I well, see, the, like that's the thing. Like uh, quicksand. They did that in Star that. Wars too. They, they did that, you know, with uh, with with Harry Potter with what was a plant, and so I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, I can see how the vines it could work that way. But like sand, it's like sand just doesn't suspend from like some sort of a ceiling. Like that's yeah. not something that happens. No, it would fall through. It would totally know, just dude. like drain out like anyway, an hourglass. The, the Game Gear, Game Gear Mini. Yeah, the Game Gear Mini. So Sega announces a palm-sized Game Gear Micro console. <laughs> and like looking at the pictures of this, so this is from IGN. This is a, uh, it's nothing, nothing really big. As part of Sega's 60th anniversary celebrations, uh, a set of palm-sized Game Gear Micro consoles have been revealed, and uh, it's currently only available for pre-order in Japan. And will launch on October 6th. Uh, at, the, at the time of the writing, there has been no news of a Western release for the device. Uh, the console has a one-inch screen and will arrive in four color screen, uh, schemes, each with a different set of four games preloaded, um, which we can get into those games here in a second. But first of all, I saw the picture of this thing. I thought it was a joke, man. I didn't realize this was real. Um, yeah, well, yeah, keep going. Get, get in the games and then okay. talk about, like, if you buy all four of them. Yeah, yeah, So you have the, uh, there's the there's four different colors. There's the black console, the blue console, and the yellow console, and the red. So the black one has Sonic the Hedgehog 1, Puyo Puyo 2, Outrun, Royal Stone, which I don't think I've played Royal Stone. That's one that I, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't even know what that is. I don't recognize. The blue console has Sonic and Tails. Gunstar mm. Heroes, Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. Um, and then the yellow console, which is the one that like I'm really I I would be very in for the yellow I know, console. Me too. Shining Force One, Shining Force Two, <sighs> Shining Force uh, Gaiden, Final Conflict, and then uh, Nazo Puyo, uh, Arl No Row. Um, which I don't know that one, but I assume it has something to do with Puyo Puyo because it has the word Puyo in it. So I'm in yeah. for any amount of Puyo Puyo that there is in the world. Uh, the red console has Revelations, the Demon Slayer, uh, Megami Tensei, Gaiden, Last Bible Special. What is that game, Chris? I don't know. I've never heard of that, that either. Like, Megami Tensei, I know what Megami Tensei is, but I don't know what Last Bible Special is. Anyway, the GG Shinobi and uh, Columns. So all of these have like really, you know, some, some, a couple of big hits and a couple of like ones where I'm like, ah, that's a lesser hit, that sort of thing. But they're still hits, man. Yeah. Uh, and then if you order, it's like if you order all four of them, you get oh, this magnifying right. uh, clip on screen that you can use to make the, uh, the screen bigger, which John, here's my problem with this whole thing. Number one, yeah. uh, I want it, but this like, I I can't, I'm never gonna be able to play it. I can't see that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't have bad. I, I wear glasses, but I don't have the worst eyesight. I cannot. I, there's no way I'm gonna be able to see this thing. Like trying a to play one inch Shining screen, Force on a one inch screen. Are you kidding me? You want me to go blind <laughs> trying to squint at this thing? And like, I mean. It'd be great for like kids with like real yeah. small fingers, dude. But like, yeah, like I, I, that's there's the other no thing way. is like I, I worry that I would not be able to play because of of like the size, like the size of the D pad, like the buttons on the right, maybe like you could just rock back and forth with your thumb, but like the D pad, there's no way, man. Um, no. There's no way no. my my giant thumb is gonna be able to to appropriately do this. Um, but at the same time, I like as absurd as it is, 
I, I clearly would like them all. Well, yeah, I mean, I would like, I mean, just, you know, the collector in me wants them, but this is the, I mean, I all, the collector in me wants them. I also don't want to support this stupidity. <laughs> I also am like, just make it a, a little bit bigger and it would have been great. Like, yeah. make it a, don't make it a micro, make it a, a mini. I mean, like, you don't have to recreate the game gear, right. but just give me something I can at least use. This is just absurd, small, so small to the point it's absurd and un, unusable. Yeah. I mean, and that's the, the part of it that, like, I, I understand why it's not coming to the West because we clearly have this reaction to it. Um, <laughs> yes. And I mean, but I don't know the like the Japanese may have this reaction too. See in Japan, like I do know that there's a, there is a market for making very like for making normal sized things very small. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, like, like they'll, the people will will go for those. But types I don't of think they're actually playing them, man. I think they're they're gonna. Collect, it's the same same thing. Exactly. They're, they're aiming at a collectors, which is fine. Exactly. It just it just reminds me a hundred percent of the tiny phone in Zoolander. Oh yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Well, it's I mean, I sent you the I sent you the gif of the like the, uh, the the what is this? A house for ants, you know. <laughs> yes. And and, uh, and so it's like, what is this? A Game Gear for ants? Yeah. Um, you know, Dude, and so. And it, it, and on one level, like you know, I have this reaction, but I'm also bummed out. I'm like, yeah. come on, I really would love to have. I, if you, man, you could sell these things to me for you know, probably seventy five, fifty, fifty, seventy five bucks a piece, right, uh, right? If you just made them a little bit bigger, little bigger. that I could that I could a see yeah. and b play. This is the part, uh, like, so you know the uh, the NES Classic and the Super NES Classic uh, in Nintendo consoles that we've had, and then the uh, that we have the 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 uh, Master System version of that, like the Genesis, I guess, the ver- version of that, um, which has some Master System games on it, I believe, as well. But anyway, the uh, those consoles, like those mini consoles, are super cool. My fear has been that if Nintendo decides to do like a, a Game Boy Mini or a Game Boy Classic Mini. That it will be so like too small for me to play because like the Game Boy is already like really small. It's like it fits really well in your hand. It feels good, but it's like if they were to do the trend where it's like, oh, let's 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 do the next retro console, it would be the Game Boy. Um, yeah. And and if they only do home consoles, it would be the the N sixty four or whatever, which I'm totally totally down with an N sixty four classic mini, but. At the same time, like whenever they do those mini consoles, the controllers are still regular sized. Like they're still normal sized uh, SNES controllers and NES controllers and Genesis controllers. So I don't know. Like it just seems like you know this uh, this type of a a thing. Other than for the collector, it seems like this is not the not the answer for like a a. <laughs> someone no. who actually wants to play these well, games and, and well and that's and that's the thing like i mean you're talking about like i mean they they better i mean again if they do a game boy classic well they just have to make it the same size as a game boy yeah like because maybe like you know, maybe not as thick like maybe not like that that gigantic sure like, sandwich. but like the, i'm t- I'm, t- I'm just talking about the screen yes. and the button like the screen for sure because again like and i don't you know it's, it's, i'm not trying to beat a dead horse but like i don't have the worst eyesight at all like I can I can exist without my glasses, but this like even with my glasses though, I have like one of my eyes has has uh, enough astigmatism in it that uh, if I I if I'm trying to look at something that's real real small, I have to like open my eyes real big and like strain like I feel like my eyes are popping out of my body to just barely see. Dude, I've <laughs> what's seen you happening. do it. I've seen you do it. I know the move you're talking about. I I know the look. 
I know like, that Chris is like Chris is really trying hard to see this thing look, and uh, and and you're right. Your eyes do like I question but whether like, or not I'm any, gonna have to pop your eye back in in a sec. Any, you know, any anyone with like worse eyesight than that? Which I mean, I, again, I don't have bad eyesight no, no, that could. bad. Like anybody with worse is not is, is going to be not even be able to play it at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, if we're being honest though, Chris, the Game Gear probably contributed to the reason why your eyesight. Uh, you know. Isn't. It's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> I mean, I've booted up that thing recently and looked at the screen and been like, how did I think? Like, I thought this was like the highest of definitions oh, yeah. as a child. I mean, in my mind right now, it's like, yeah, that was, uh, that was you know, it looked like the, the Vita screen, you know, right. or like the, right. you know, I don't know. No, don't no, know. man. You can see those pixels from like a mile and a half away. <laughs> um, the, the last piece of news, John, um, is some movie news. So this is, I'm going to read this, uh, this from People uh, Magazine Online because it was the most succinct story. Um, this is by Claudia Harmada. Uh, this is... The title is uh, AMC theater chain has substantial doubt it can remain in business after coronavirus closures. The movie theater chain estimates to have lost between $2.1 billion and $2.4 billion in the first quarter. AMC theaters, the largest movie theater chain in the U.S., is struggling. In a recent financial filing, AMC reported that it has, quote, substantial doubt, end quote, it can remain in business following extended closures due to the coronavirus pandemic, according to CNN. Quote, we are generating effectively no revenue, end quote, the company said on Wednesday in the filing, estimating to have lost between $2.1 billion and $2.4 billion in the first quarter after having, closed, having to close earlier this year. The company also reported that its quarterly revenue is down roughly 22% this year, having fallen to $941.5 million from $1.2 billion in the same quarter last year. In April, AMC recorded a cash balance of $718.3 million per CNN. While the company said it had the resources to reopen, quote, this summer or later, end quote, it added, quote, our liquidity needs thereafter will depend, among other things, on the timing of a full resumption of operations, the timing of movie releases, and our ability to generate revenues, end quote. AMC said that while it plans to monitor, quote, potential lifting of various governmental government operating restrictions, end quote, it warned there would still be serious challenges to its operations, such as studios holding back new films. Quote, even if governmental operation, operating restrictions are lifted in certain jurisdictions, distributors may delay the release of new films until such time the operating restrictions are eased more broadly, domestically and internationally, which may further limit our operations, end quote, the company said. Many of this year's highly anticipated films, including Mulan, Wonder Woman 1984, and Furious 9, or F9, is that what it's called now? F9? were delayed amid the pandemic and movie theater closures. However, some studios have also opted to release their films on demand. Um, blah, 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 blah. Yep, that's, uh, they're just going to talk about streaming stuff. Um, so, man. Uh, Fascinating. That's, that sucks. Yeah, dude. I mean, this is literally, like, clearly... So there's two things that I have I I I points that I want to make. First of all, like normally a company that's in this type of position like wouldn't throw out the flare like this. They would be like, "No, everything's fine to stockholders so that way their credit doesn't get de- you know downgraded and they can uh they can stay in business a little bit, you know, as long as possible um in the meantime." But in this case, they're sh- shooting up the flare because, like, the there are so many things out of 
AMC's control that yeah. have to align in order for them to stay in business as they kind of detail there um, with the studios releasing movies with restrictions being lifted. Um, and then, you know, potentially like even at that, even if those things happen and people aren't comfortable, you know, going back to the theaters, cause like I'm, I personally, like, I don't know, I don't know when I'm going to feel comfortable going into a theater, you know, too much, you know, depending on how everything goes in the next, you know, next few months or whatever, there's like a huge resurgence of, of Corona. It's like, man, this is like, I don't know, man, how, how is the average consumer going to feel, feel good about going into a, into a theater? So, I mean, there's. Those are my points is like the, just the thing is like you wouldn't normally do this. You would normally like be like everything's good. So your credit rating stays up and you can you know borrow money and stay in business as long as, as actually as possible. And then the second thing is that typically like the reason that they're, they're doing this is because it's, a lot of things are out of their control right now. Yeah, I think. Yeah, totally. And I mean, first of all, I want to say like, you know, uh, this again, I mean, I think it sucks. I mean, because like if. I mean, AMC goes under. Yeah. Um, one of two things will happen. Either A, they'll have to sell to – actually, one of three things. They'll have to sell to um, some large corporation. So there's been rumors that either like Apple or Amazon like would buy AMC because they're really the only like two companies mm-hmm. that are kind of in that – space they make you know they have movie studios they make things like that could actually buy it they have Mm -hmm. the the cash to buy it uh two you could piecemeal sell it off and basically go back to a version of what we had before amc like bought a lot of theater struggling theater chains in Mm -hmm. the past few years because you know like uh i think it was what was it what did it used to be um up in illinois uh what were those theaters car not carmike well there was carmike they bought bought carmike here. here And then and what then, was up there? There was something up there. I, I can't remember, remember what it was. Anyway, I so, have the but, card somewhere in my like <laughs> in my drawer over here, probably. Yeah, uh, they bought a lot of theater chains that were struggling, and then like revamped them, and honestly, like made made them better, made people made like go back to them. Yeah, and um, and then I like AMC is really honestly they've always led the charge on you know the the cool like movie events like doing mm-hmm. um, the the best picture marathon and uh, they were like after movie pass they were the mm-hmm. first chain to get out there and have an alternative to movie pass and so like yeah, they've really been like, the industry leader on that kind of stuff yeah other than like Alamo Draft House like which Alamo Draft House is much smaller um, yeah, uh, yeah and it's not I mean it's not a nationwide it's right like that yeah, it's it's very regional. They're the only ones really that have done a ton of those like best picture marathons and like a ton of those like old, like basically bringing older movies back into the theaters in order for people to screen them again. Um, aside from kind of independent theaters, um, just around, but, or the, or the other option is, is that they close and that's like, that just sucks. Like, I mean, for, Mm. you know, as much as we talk about how much it would suck if, you know, someplace like GameStop closed, uh, I mean, even more so if the movie theaters close. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like a, uh, that would be a major hit because like you said, like there's numerous regions where that th- like, they're the only, they have a monopoly essentially at this point um, of, yeah. of movie theaters. Um, I think about like where, where, you know, we're originally from like Southern Illinois or whatever. It's like, there's only AMC theaters now. Yep. Um, and like here in Nashville, we have Regal and AMC. Right. And there used to be two different chains up in, up in Southern Illinois. Then one of them went down and then the other one got bought by AMC. So it's like, 
it's just it's a uh that would be a big challenge for the movie industry as a whole if that company went under at this point but then again like you said like potentially it would end up where it's like oh you know regal buys some of them and then some other company buys another like other other locations and that sort of thing. So it kind of break it up a little bit that wouldn't be the the worst thing in the world but at the same time like it's not that's not ideal because like you said like amc is not a like they haven't been a bad uh leader in that space like no. they, they've 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 done some really good things and honestly before the the covid um happened everything was like looking up where it was like man yeah. like all these theaters like they've done a really good job of like creating the dine-in experiences all of these things yep. and oh, like man, i forget yeah i truly for the for the first time in a, in a like years was like yeah okay my my movie ticket is worth the price most of the time yeah. Um, whereas before it was always like, man, I'm just literally just like paying 20 bucks to go sit in a, uh, a, a stinky room, you know, yeah, a dirty, and, dingy theater. Yeah. it's like, and, and, and you're wondering, is this gum I'm stepping on or is this, you know, what, yeah. but like, you know, the, uh, since, you know, since they kind of came into the, into the game, Regal up to their game as well, uh, yep. at least in this area. And, uh, and they like revamped their theaters and stuff. So like that competition, like paid off for the marketplace, like just in general and, uh, and definitely like the experience of going to the movies i would say the last two years has been like super positive where it's like every time we yeah. have a movie review i'd be like man i'm super excited if we were able to do it in the dine-in theater i was even more excited right so you know yeah well and like uh you know I, it made me think about you know when the hateful late came out like the only place around here that was playing it in 70 millimeter was amc theaters mm -hmm. on 70 millimeter film and um like they have been champions of these smaller, like more niche movie experiences that honestly, like the only other place, sometimes things like that happen in town here in Nashville is, is uh, there's a, a local independent theater called the bell court. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's a nonprofit. You can like buy a membership to and all that kind of stuff, which is super cool. Yeah. Love but, the like, court. but again, it's not like, uh, you know, the, for instance, one of their theaters holds like, 12 people right <laughs> so right. like it's it's well, not they don't, a, it's, they don't it's have not that many they've limited the showings as well so yeah um so anyway i don't know like i i uh i don't you know with coronavirus and everything like it's out of, it's out of everyone's control and no one deserves what's happening you know yeah. like you know yeah. it's not like that's and that's i think the bummer part and mm -hmm. kind of like you kind of alluded to it where it's like man yeah if if amc had been out there making stupid decisions and like buying you know a, a ton of things you know that they shouldn't have or even like with gamestop where they bought cricket mobile and oh, like yeah. well, why in the world you do that and it's like that was Toys a bad Russ, buying you know like all this these companies with a ton of debt mm -hmm. like why did you do that like amc didn't do any of that mm -hmm. <laughs> um and uh like and it's it's just a it's it's economics. You can't have a business that makes zero money for long periods of time and stay in business. It's mm -hmm. just it's you just can't happen. And uh, and even like you know they were mentioning you know movies that um, there aren't any new movies. Like you look at some place you know Didi and I were thinking the other day about going to uh, the drive-in movie theater, um, but like. They're they're not playing new movies either. They're playing. Mm -hmm. I think last weekend was Grease and um, Saving Private Ryan or something like that. You know, and the weekend before um, was uh, older movies just like that. Yeah, which is you know that's that's good for a while. It's good for people to have something to do and get out. But it's mm -hmm. not gonna it's not gonna sustain 
the kind of revenue that you would normally have with a blockbuster um, yeah. like, you know, I mean, James Bond was supposed to be out by now. Wonder Woman was supposed to be out by now. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of these movies, like, like we should have had, I think on our list of movies that we were going to review, probably a good like third of them oh, should have been out by now. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was like, so I remember like looking at the list and thinking like May and June were just going to be like these super yeah. busy like every single week was going to be a review type situation um so whereas like now it's like who knows when those movies are going to come out like they'll come yeah. out but like who knows like they may end up piling up on the same weekend and stuff so yeah um which like <laughs> i don't know man like it, it's it's a uh, it's a hard call and the 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 knock-on effect of like a, a large company like that going out of business is like all the jobs like you think about all the jobs yeah. that like go away overnight you know if, if that company like goes under or whatever and and how big of a nightmare that is like specifically in you know we talked about rural areas for like game stops like game stops you know they have they have like a few employees that sort of thing but a theater like can potentially like have a ton of employees and if they go out of business in rural areas like man there's that's like jobs in rural areas like are gone so it's i mean growing up you know like rough man i mean we worked at we worked at uh hollister for a while but i had several friends who worked at Hollister with me that also worked at the movie, movie theater. You yeah. know, it's not like they would work for two part-time jobs through college. And those were the two part-time jobs they worked in order to, uh, because you could work, you know, like one during the day and you mm-hmm. could always work the, the movie theater there at night and it could, you know, work on, work with your classes and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, like if that goes away, um, both both retail places like GameStop and mm-hmm. places like movie theaters like holy crap yeah. man where in the world do you work yeah and it's not like they're like high paying jobs but it's like they're jobs you know no so but it's, and, it's, and it you is know, something it's a, so but again it's also the you know you, I don't know whenever you're in college you don't get high paying jobs right you know, right well like you said you, you have to get two <laughs> right just how you know that's that was that was what what, what happened what we did i mean then yeah. obviously like the, you know, there's the manager positions and things like that it'll be more of it's like that's a whole but those are still whole... for like college graduates you know what right. i mean like it's just not right yeah they're, they're not meant to part-time jobs at minimum wage are not are not meant to be you know like sustain you forever type salaries right. you but know then at the same time it's like like i said they're 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 in in rural areas like that's that's what's available and so like you go yeah. you know you, you remove those from the marketplace and it's like that's just a that's a, a a nightmare like a bummer bummer scenario for for a lot of reasons so uh yep. yeah hmm. we'll see what anyway, happens we'll, man yeah we'll uh we'll keep an eye on it and let you know what happens and uh um i mean I can't wait to be in a movie theater again. Like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it will be anytime soon, but mm-hmm. I like, I can't like just the experience. Yeah. I still enjoy the movie going. I'm not, I never, never will stop. Not like enjoying the movie going totally. experience. Totally. Um, like just being there with the anticipation of a new movie that I'm super excited for with, uh, other fans of the same movie. I don't know. There's just like, it's kind of like being at a concert with all these fans of the same band, you know, for like sure. there's no, there's no replacement for that that hype level and that that shared experience. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially like, you know, a lot of the like the Star Wars movies, the Marvel yeah. movie, like it's just the, the atmosphere in the uh, you know, and all of that requires the large group of people in, in an enclosed space. Yep. <laughs> yep. And that's the news. All right, John. So, now it's time to review Streets of Rage. Streets for- of Rage. Is the soundtrack out? 
Uh, I believe so. Could we be playing a, a song from Streets of Rage if 4? If the soundtrack is right out, now? I'm playing a sweet song from the uh, Streets of Rage 4 soundtrack. Because it is a great soundtrack, dude. It's a fantastic soundtrack. Um, the uh, They brought back the original composer who made uh, composed the music for the uh, original games. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic, dude. Like, uh, probably one of the highlights of this game. Oh yeah, dude! Like as as we were playing, um, you and I finished the final boss like together, uh, like last night or whatever. And as we were like, it was like there was one moment where like I was like, "That's a sweet guitar solo," and you're like, "I was I was just about to say that because that was a sweet <laughs> guitar solo." Um, yeah. And it's like it's like this cool mixture of like the classic kind of bit tune kind of stuff, as well as like bringing in like more. Full instruments. This is essentially like, like what you would want a uh, a, a bit t- tune type of a uh, uh, thing to be these days, where it's like this is this is what this soundtrack should be in 2020. You know? Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much like it, like if I was gonna, that's a great. I'm glad you said that. That's a great uh, description of this game as a whole. Mm. It's like if it's an old what you want an old school game to be in 2020. And I'm, let's just go ahead and say. Like, we will spoil this story because there's no, like, real reason not to. Yeah, like, there's yeah, no, yeah. there's not really, there's no deep, deep story here. No. Um, and, uh, and really, that's not even the focus. Like, right. Like, the, the, the magic about this game is the moment to moment gameplay and some of the retro moves and just the dish, uh, uh, different options you have yeah and so uh, just to kind of briefly explain then we can kind of dive in you know you have uh, pretty much right off the bat access to all four characters correct yeah there's four characters yeah and then you get you know, like you unlock you know potential other you know what what like skins and then potential uh, other characters along the way but that might be spoilery yeah. i don't know no it's not again we're gonna spoil we're gonna if you think that anything about uh streets of rage 4 is spoilery yeah like get out of here now because <laughs> uh we're gonna talk about it yeah, it's, um, it's really not spoilery, man. Yeah, the uh, uh, there are um, unlockable characters along the way, so I think well, there are one or two I that be- you unlock in the campaign. I believe mm, I think there's I think there's one definitely, okay. and then okay. there's skins for every character. Like you get like 16 bit skins for every character. Yeah. So um, and you can unlock those in, in different ways, either from accumulating score over time or just progressing the story. Or, um, yeah. And then, uh, so they each have their own move set and kind of styled up to, uh, to fighting. And that honestly is like one of my favorite piece parts about it. Cause mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, you think back to, I, I, for some reason I just kept comparing this to, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world for sure that beat em brawler video game. And they had different characters and they kind of had different move sets, but I don't like, they weren't as drastic as this and didn't feel as different as this. Right. These, these feel so unique. Agreed. Agreed. Like, I mean, it, to the point where, like, there was uh, a couple times where, like, I didn't, I couldn't get past a level as one character. And I was like, well, let me just mm, switch yep. to this other one. And yeah. it was just, like, totally different. And it felt like, I, I can I can do this now. And then the next level wasn't quite, like, it wasn't suited to that one. So I switched back to the other one. I'm like, oh, this is great. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, like, I mean, I kind of didn't know a lot of things whenever I, you know, we talked about it on, on air. Like, I didn't realize you could do online co-op, and that's pretty awesome. Like yeah. for something like this, um, I knew you could do couch co-op, but uh, can you do up to four players? Yeah, I think it's just four players, right? Uh, I mean, I think like, the campaign might be just two. Okay, um, so you can do you can do two players, um, 
I loved that. That was awesome. That was just like, you know, uh, I felt like, um, it kind of, it felt like you were both contributing in meaningful ways. Definitely. I mean, and it worked really well. Like the infrastructure of it, like felt pretty darn good. Um, yeah. I only had like maybe a uh, one or two like lag hitches or whatever like that across, uh, across plane with you as well as uh, listener Patrick as well. So like, I mean the two times that I played online with the game, it worked really well. I, I like, I'll also say the, the enemies have a wide variety of, uh, move sets and attacks and um, even the ones that like some of them are just basically upgraded versions of the same enemy so mm-hmm. they have like different color clothes on but then they their health bars uh, like maybe they have two health bars instead of one but they also like have subtle changes in the, either the speed of their movement or yep. the ways in which they attack or like everything felt unique and tailored to the difficulty of the level you're playing on yeah, and yeah. the actual environment of the level. Um, it's, I mean, like, the, they did a great job with the variety in this game keeping me engaged because at its core, a beat-em-up, you're just walking around punching people. Yeah, you're literally, you're like, you're mashing a button, like, for a yeah. lot of the time, you know? And I think what, what made something like Scott Pilgrim great was the story was great. And stuff, mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. um, and this, you know, I, I, it's a it's it's a good story. It's a good excuse of a story yeah. for the fights that you get into. Well, that's the thing I was gonna say is like, I, I there's there's some things within there like that you mentioned. That, first of all, like the escalation of enemy types, like where it's like, yeah, sure. At the end of the game, you run into the dude that likes to pick up uh, metal pipes, right? But yeah. like, if you throw a sword at the person at the end, <laughs> he'll catch it. Whereas yeah. the first person just would have just taken it to the face, you know, and it's like, <laughs> right. And so at the end, it's like this completely different dynamic um, of, uh, of behavior from those enemies. And, uh, and, and that part of it is, uh, is really awesome and, and, and interesting. Like whenever we went back, so we went back to an earlier level after we finished mm. it and yeah. like you can to- like totally feel the difference like immediately of oh, yeah, this like, escalation cow, this of, so easy. Of, of people <laughs> yeah where you're like oh my goodness i'm blowing through this level um and so like that also tells me like there's a skill level to it as well like even though yeah. it does feel like hey you know i'm kind of mashing the x button a lot of times and jumping and like jump kicking and stuff it, like there are like cool combos that you can do with like the right right x and stuff like that yep um but at the same time, like you're doing a lot of the same things early on as you are later. But whenever we went back, it was like clearly our skill level was uh, had grown over the course of the game. Um, totally, because it, you know whenever you go back, it's like way easier. So um, that feels really f- felt really good with it. As far as the story yeah. does go, like I did like if, the, the cutscenes. Um, yeah, and be, things. before 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 you move on for that, yeah, like I I like the, the the cool thing about the combat is it teaches you. To fight better without having tutorials. Yeah, and um, and it's not even a conscious thing. It's like a really super subconscious thing mm-hmm. that you're gradually getting better along the way. And they don't even like you know. For instance, you said the the you know um forward forward X or whatever. Like they don't even teach you that. Like I saw you do do it, and I was like, how did you do it? And you know, like they or I and I accidentally did it one time. Like I don't know how I did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, it's just like, but it's things like that where you're just like, oh, oh, if I do this, mm-hmm. this happens. Cool. If I if I do this, I block. And like, yeah. you know, it's uh, I, 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 I there's something that's magical about that. Yeah. Um, because so many games now just defaults to throwing you in 
and you know you have this huge tutorial mm-hmm. um and uh sometimes tutorials later on in the middle of the game yeah and, for sure dude this was such a such a smoother just like more um more mature way of approaching teaching you combat yeah and it definitely does feel like that kind of old school uh type of of gaming to where like in the arcades or even like on you know uh the old classic 16-bit consoles you would have moments where like your your friend would come over and and they would be like doing something you're like how did you do that you know that type of thing and that feels so like classic and old school that you know because games have gotten so far away they tutorialize everything um Whereas, well, like, some, you, know, you know, in a game like this that's, like, trying to be <laughs> an older school game, it's, like, to have that mystery, to have that, like, holy cow, how did that happen? Because, like, yes, I learned yes, the Right Right X from Patrick, and then you learned it from me, and it's, like, so, like, there's this, like, there's this path of, like, this this uh, gaming knowledge with this game that yeah. you don't really get if in something like... Um, for example, like a uh, like an Uncharted or something like that. Like these oh, days, totally. there's, there's not like a no. mystery about how do you play no. that game. Um, something like Breath of the Wild is a little bit more like that, where it's like, oh, how did you do that with your you know with your magnesis powers or whatever? Yeah. But still, there and is there's puzzly, a lot of you know like that's more like you know oh I can move this with this you know and it's like oh right. that's how you, rather right. than cool I just had this crazy crazy combat kick you know yeah. like yeah. Uh, how did you make flames and, and it, come out of your fist? Oh my gosh! And it did. It does. Like you know, it is brutally hard. Like I mean, ha- I would say probably half the levels I had to back the. Well, sorry, I didn't back the difficulty down. I would turn on the. Mm-hmm. Um, the I don't know what they call them. The assists. So like you, it basically you take a hit to the score that you accumulate in order to have either more lives or more specials right. that you can use up during the combat. And um, and. Uh, I would probably use that. I would say, maybe maybe forty percent of the time, probably fifty yeah. percent of the time. Playing um, solo is 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 pretty it's hard. It's real tough, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so like whenever you are playing solo, it it using those assists and things like that. That is. Uh, it totally like I use those I use those quite a bit like and sometimes wherever if I almost like barely didn't make it where it's like man yeah. I almost had them I would go and do it again you know or if it yeah. was like I feel like I'm just I'm not getting it with this character like they feel a little bit too fast or they feel like they're not hitting hard enough I just switched to a different yeah. character um, I know you stuck with the same character pretty much through the whole campaign well it, yeah and it's mainly because like there's no good way to know what you've done with each character is the mm-hmm. problem. And so you kind of just have to remember because there's achievements tied to completing the game with each one solo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was like, well, the easiest way for me to do this, because I, I, I tested out the characters first. Yep. And then I was like, oh, I'm just going to start with the first one and work my way through. Yeah. Um, and uh, like I because I was like, I, I know I'm going to after playing them, I know I'm going to want to play through with all these characters. Yeah. And the only way for me to realistically keep track of this is if I do them one by one. Right. Right. The uh, the interesting thing about like about playing it solo, like by yourself, um, is that like is that there's this element of like, okay, well, if I turn on the assist mode, like I don't know, like there's, the, do you feel guilty? Blah blah blah. And it's just like I just wrote that off immediately in my brain, where I was like, nah, oh, totally. I'm gonna have fun. Like, like games yeah. are meant to be had fun with. 
I'm gonna like have fun with this thing. If you know, if it becomes frustrating, I'm gonna back down. You know, use some assists. Like I'm not right. gonna not gonna put myself through the the grueling pressure of like finishing this with no assists on or whatever. Yeah, it's a little it's a little different than something like Celeste, where like Celeste, I I wanted to legitimately beat this game. Yeah. Um, without using any assists, like I wanted to, I knew I could. Yeah. And I wanted to to do it. Now this one, like I'm just not a a fighting game expert you know if this was a first person shooter sure i you know every first person shooter yeah, I was dude, to say, you'd be playing on the hardest hardest difficulty probably every time every game I, I put it on that from the beginning like i play every game on the hardest difficulty yeah um and uh, but you know like a fighting game where i literally have like i'm not you know this isn't my thing i'm here to have a good time yeah i'm not here to beat my head against a wall yeah you know this isn't an arcade where they're i know they're trying to just trying to shovel you know get me to shovel quarters into it right like I uh, I'm just gonna put some assists on, you know, yep. and yep. and enjoy the, enjoy the gameplay and the story and the the adventure, and I'm gonna go play through this, you know, at least four different times. It yeah, looks like yeah. five different. No, wait, four, five, six, five, five, six, eight, five, uh, eight times, <laughs> eight times. Because there's okay. there's four main characters, three uh, um, retro characters, and um, the unlockable character. So it's so it's eight. Yeah, eight. That's amazing. Eight characters. I love it. Uh, um. I'm gonna play through this eight times. <laughs> so, like, why am I, you know, gonna like be, try to do everything on the on the first try? Right, right. Well, and then the other side of that is like, like, like you said, it's like you're you're wanting to have fun with it. You're wanting to sit down and, and have a good time. This isn't like something where, like a shooter or whatever, where you're like, man, I'm like, this is it. The challenge is part of the fun in that instance where you're like, this is, you know, whereas like to me in this brawler like th- type of a thing the challenge is not like the finesse like of of figuring out the challenge is like maneuvering your feet and it's like i just don't have as much experience with those types of of games oh, like yeah, a brawler totally. game as i do these other things so like as you get more experience the challenge may be uh you know maybe more fun but at from its core level i was always just like man I like cheat mode. Like I like using cheats in games. Like that's another old school thing that like games and the the assists do feel like, hey, I'm using a cheat code to get like an extra life or an extra like whatever. Um, and that I, I like that aspect of it as well. So, um, yeah. The, the uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was I was gonna move on uh, to to the uh, to, to like the escalation of like cutscenes and things like that that I loved. Yeah. Um, it's funny, like whenever you would fight a boss, like connecting that to the next level, like takes (laughs) place in these cutscenes, and they're ridiculous. Like, let's just be honest. Like there's the, there's, there's the one where like you fight a, fight a, a lady on a boat. And at the end of that fight, she's like, you know what can make this better is if we crash. And she like rams the boat into the dock or whatever. Now you're fighting on the dock. And I loved that aspect of it. I loved that es- escalation. I was just like, what what ridiculousness is going to happen in this cutscene? Like you jump out of a, like whenever you fight the police commissioner, um, you end up jumping out of the, uh, the, the, the building and l- landing on the street below or whatever. And so like, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was pretty awesome. And, and so I loved loved the escalation all along the way, all the way up to the end and the final bosses and stuff like that. So like I, while there the story, like you said, it's like it's almost non-existent. It's uh, the, the fact that like there is that escalation in the cutscenes always made it a good payoff after beating a boss. The one disappointing thing I will say is like there wasn't a cutscene at the end. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was like it, uh, you beat the final boss and it just kind of like ends that it rolls credits yeah and yeah. there's no like resolution to yeah hey we did it yay right like, like that's all that honestly i would have expected from this from this story right but, like that would have been more satisfying than just 
cutting to credits. Right. And so like even if the, at the end of the credits you just had like a screen of like, hey, here's everybody standing together for a selfie or like whatever. Yeah. Like you know how it goes, like in 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 kind of older older style video games where you have that kill screen of like Sonic sitting on a beach, like drinking yeah. a, a lemonade or whatever. Like that's right. kind of what I was hoping for. Um, didn't get that. I was like, kind of, kind of. It makes me wonder if like I'm if that if that exists, but I just like somehow yeah. we didn't trigger it. Well, and that I wondered that too. I was like, well, maybe if you beat it with all the people, maybe it happens. I don't know. Yeah. Or yeah. if you beat it solo, you know, like maybe something happens. Potentially that. Potentially that. Um. The the other thing I kind of like would have loved to see was like maybe some kind of cliffhanger that like makes it uh, opens the door for a sequel because honestly I want a sequel. Oh man, to me, this. Too. Or, me too. Me too. Or or do DLC like me just too. Get, honestly just give me DLC. Yeah, I don't need I mean, a like, full blown sequel. That'd be that'd be super fun. Just add in a couple couple new worlds, a couple new like levels, that sort of thing. I'm yeah. totally down. Uh, totally yeah, let's talk down. about the the level design real quick. I thought the the uh, the levels are so unique. You know, you kind of you start on the street, obviously. That's the name. Yep. Um, and then, you know, you go into like the police precinct and yeah, then you dude, jump you down. Get, like, I love, I love that. Like you get arrested after the first <laughs> one and then like, and, yeah. and I was like, man, it feels all too timely that like, you know, you're, you're this diverse cast is taking down some corrupt cops with, uh, you know, out on the streets, you know, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Like it's, and so like, I, I love that aspect of it as well, where I was just like, you know, you're, you're in the, in the police precinct and then you break out. And, uh, yeah, you, you break out, you end up on this bridge, and then you yeah. go down into the, like, uh, underneath the, the bridge. I don't even know what they call this, the sewers, or basically, well, something I, like that. Yeah, it was basically the sewers. That's where the, all the green slime was that we referenced then, earlier. Then you go to the, to go to this club, and then you end up on this plane? It, it was a boat. Like, you end up on the oh. boat. Oh, you end up on the boat, and then you end up, it was, no, you're on a plane at some point, Yeah, I think. It's, that's later. Like, you end up on the, on the, on the boat, then you do the dock, and then there's, uh, which is where the biker, biker gangs were, and, like, you end up, like, beating up all their bikes. Like, there's the achievement for breaking all of the bikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, I mean, so, I mean, I, I'm not gonna remember all 12 levels or whatever, right. but, like, the, you know, the environments are so cool, and they give you, like, I mean, yeah, there's this one location, you know, you can uh, hit this chandelier rope with a sword and it like drops on to the enemies and, you know, you can use this giant uh, uh, big ball with spikes on a, yeah, on like a, a big chain a mace, and yeah. swings around and like hits these guys and like, yeah, I mean, you can really use your environment. You can kick people down into holes on the, off the bridge or uh, into, they into the water. they can throw you into those as well, which was yes. like, you know... The, numerous times there were surprising moments like that where like somebody would throw me off the level and I'd be like I can fall here yeah oh man yeah like I was like oh crap I didn't even realize I was there <laughs> um and so like dude the the variety and level design like and that's this that's the thing that just keeps my attention with this game it's colorful it's nice you know the it's got a cool 80s kind of vibe yeah. to it the music is super cool and bit toony in 80s and uh, and then the the character variety, the the enemy variety, the mission variety, the 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 level design variety. It's mm -hmm. just just a bunch of variety, John. There's, I mean, it's like it, it really does feel so unique in that aspect, like where where everybody feels different, everybody's supers are slightly different. Where it's like one of them will like throw people all the way across the screen, another will literally just be almost like a defensive thing, where it's just like get away from me type of a, a super. And yeah. you know, it's, it, there's the uh, cherry who like can slam people with her guitar, which I was very happy about. I was like, the, she's carrying around a guitar on her back, and then you do like these 
moves and she like slams people in the face with the guitar and you're like that's perfect perfect um so yeah it's like you have these unique things about each character that makes you want to try them all and makes you like really like them all as well like like playing as them like there isn't one that stood out to me as like the only like the best character to play as like there are things that i really like about all the different uh uh protagonist characters there yeah um are you ready to rate this thing yeah man i'm ready to rate this thing so um uh i'm coming at this from a perspective of i just want to make the call out like again i'm not a a brawler expert i'm not a fighting game like aficionado right like I'm a more casual player of those genres, but mm-hmm. as a casual player of these genres, I'm going to give this game a nine. That's exactly where I was going to put it, man. Like I, I am very positive on this game. Like, and then, you know, I think that on, uh, as I was looking at like Metacritic or whatever, like, you know, it sits in like 8.5 range and stuff. And it's nice. like, you know, but to me, being just coming at it as like, I want to sit down at night and have some fun, you know, in the streets of rage, like just, just punching some things and it, it served that purpose. And then some like the music being amazing. The fact that like, Hey, if I didn't like this character for tonight, like this, this time, let me try a different character for now. Oh yeah. I can, you know, now I can do the high kicks and stuff. And then, you know, that type of aspect of, of this game felt so accessible to me as somebody who isn't that aficionado. Like it was so much fun and it was easy to find the fun within the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's our review of Streets of Rage 4. Um, we'll be back next week. And, uh, who knows what we'll be talking about? We might review another game. We might. Uh, hey, one thing we could talk about, John. I uh, um, downloaded and started playing through uh, Fantasy Star Online too. Yeah. It came out. It just came out for in. It's basically in beta for uh, um, Xbox One and came out I think this week on PC. Super and interesting. Yeah, and uh, this is the first time it's available in the West, and so um, I don't know if you want. It's not the kind of game I don't think we could. We couldn't like. Uh, we couldn't complete everything. It's kind of like a you know, it's got different chapters, but different. It's like a online shared world kind of MMO ish RPG, yeah. and so like there's no way we could you know finish that in enough time right. <laughs> before next week, but. Um, I feel like we could do at least some initial impressions on it. So far, you know, like I have some uh, some impressions on it. If you want to do that, dude, I'm totally down. I'll, I'll I'll download it. The funny thing is, like, I remember back on Dreamcast whenever Fantasy Star Online One came yeah. out, and yeah. like it was being like the Dreamcast, which you know we can talk about it, you know, next week or whatever. Like it being ahead of its time as far as like that was the first like online game that I'd ever ever yeah. heard about um, on a console. And, well, and so, here's the thing that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, and so like you know, just th- that game, and I think I remembering at the time, like looking at it and be like, "That's so cool! You can play on your console with other people in other yeah. locations." And that was so mind blowing to me at the time. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, the the interesting thing, and we can kind of maybe talk about it next week. You know, uh, is this is another Sega game and another like I mean, it's it's a this is a game that came out in uh, 2013, so mm. it's an, it's an older game. Um, but it's been, they've been like, it's kind of like Destiny where they've been like building up on it for the past few years. And this, and this version that just hit on Xbox and PC isn't even like the full, uh, version that's available right now in Japan. Like supposedly those features and episodes and chapters will come, come later, Fascinating. but like, 
there's kind of like this weird resurgence of Sega games, and I'm 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 really liking it, dude. I hope that they uh, continue this. Yeah. I mean, you think about you know last was it last year with Sonic Mania? I think it was two years ago. Two years ago, Feels Sonic like two Mania. Years ago. <laughs> you know, Fantasy Star Online two, uh, Streets of Rage four. Yeah. I don't know if there's been any other Sega stuff going on. I mean, but... Sega owns Atlas now. Like they bought Atlas a that's few true. years ago. So like that's like Persona, the Persona games and things. Like yeah. it seems like Sega is you know not. They're not. They're not like the Sega of the post Dreamcast, where they're just not doing anything or uh, or taking. I mean, any... That was their low low. Yeah, it was the point. low low, dude. Anyway, yeah, dude. I uh, I'm down, dude. I'm I'm down to try out some uh, some Fantasy Star online. All too. right, dude. You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com on social at ChrisWright250 and JohnWright777. And at StayOnTargetPod, please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.